anti-woke comedy specials, and mass shootings of little kids. Coming up on this episode of the Anti-Woke Podcast. There's not a lot to talk about besides the mass shootings, but I mean that's what everyone's talking about, and I talk about the same stuff that everyone else does. But let's try and think of something else before we get to mass shooting info. So Ricky Gervais, he's a famous comedian. He came out with a Netflix comedy special the other day. And he said some he made some jokes about trans people. And I don't know, I'm not gonna go find the clip. Everyone's playing the same clip, but he made some sort of joke where he's like how women with a uterus don't want women with a penis using their same bathroom. And he's like, women with uteruses are like, what if he rapes me? And he's like, what if she rapes you, you bigot? And so what's interesting about this is that, I don't know, a few weeks ago, Netflix sent out a company-wide memo to its employees saying that there's going to be some stuff on Netflix that you don't like. And, you know, you, dear employee, may not like what's going to, we're going to be putting out on Netflix. And, you know, if, if, that, if you can't take it, then maybe you should go find another job. Maybe Netflix is not the place for you. I think they worded it a little more carefully. And so at the time, it seemed like this was in relation to the Dave Chappelle comedy special that came out, I don't know, six months to a year ago, where he was talking about trans stuff. And then, you know, not a ton, but anyways, some maybe 20, 20 to 100, maybe let's just say 100. Less than 100, but let's just say 100. Netflix employees did a little... Whatever. I don't know why I keep denigrating them. Anyways, some Netflix employees did a protest against Dave Chappelle and his trans jokes. And I talked about that in a previous episode. But in any case, the way I took it was basically Dave Chappelle is a black man and a black comedian. And so if he wants to make a few jokes about trans people, um, you know, too bad, too bad, too bad for you and your hurt feelings. And that made sense to me. You know, it's, it's the oppression Olympics. Basically, black people are have a higher ranking than uh, trans people. I mean, that's not... In fact, normally that is not true. But anyways, Netflix is like, we're going to mix it up in the oppression Olympics on who is better than who, and who deserves to be able to speak, and who has to shut up. And they were like, this is what I thought they were doing. They were saying, the new, the new oppression Olympics ranking is black people get to speak, and trans people need to shut up. But in fact, now looking at it, they released that memo right before they did this Ricky Gervais comedy special. Basically, they knew that special was coming out, and they knew it had some trans jokes in it, and Ricky Gervais is a white guy. So now it's like, I mean, I don't know, it's not exactly Oppression Olympics. They're just like, whatever, comedians can make jokes about trans people and, you know, like it or lump it. And... uh you know, Netflix is having problems with their stock price and their viewership decline, a little bit of a viewership decline. And so that probably, you know, something to do with money, right? Money talks, bullshit walks. So something to do with money is possibly guiding them. And they've also been firing a bunch of uh, woke people. Like they started a whole, what was it called? I don't know. They created a division. It was called like Dum Dum or Lum Dum, Rum Dum. I think it rhymes with dumb, even though. <laughs> It wasn't, you know, they're not saying people are dumb, but it rhymes with dumb, I believe. But in any case, it was this division that I think what they were going to do is they were going to make shows about other Netflix shows. It's so like if Netflix came out with a movie that starred 
black people, then this division was going to go create like a behind the scenes and interviews with the people who made the movie about black people and talk about how, whatever, black people are good and probably white people are evil. And so Netflix decided to cancel that thing when they, you know, basically when their stock price tanked. And they got criticized because, I mean, you can imagine, but basically all the people, I'm just going to call it Dum Dum, whatever, I'm going to call it Dum Dum. All the people who worked for Dum Dum, Dum Dum, were either, sorry, I saw a squirrel, like literally, a California ground squirrel. Me and this squirrel have a little bit of a feud going. But anyways, where was I? So this Dum Dum division was going to... Basically, it was all people of color and queer people. The point of it was to promote shows and movies related to people of color and queerness. And so, obviously, you hire a whole bunch of people of color and queers to staff that division. And so Netflix got criticized because when they fired everyone in that division, what they were firing was a whole bunch of people of color and queers. I feel like queers with the plural is a little... Does that sound bad? I don't know. Makes me think of the uh, drill sergeant in Full Metal Jacket who, like, gets it, you know, he's getting in everyone's face. And he gets in one guy's face. He's like, where are you from? And the guy's like, Texas. And he's like, well, there's only two things that come from Texas. Steers and queers, and I don't see no horns. And it also makes me think I was like emailing a buddy the other day, and like I was dictating my, I use Android, I was dictating my email using the, you know, you, it's, uh, what, speech to text. And I said the word gangbangers, and it went like G asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. I mean, however, however many however many letters there are in gangbangers, it did G and then a bunch of asterisks. We'll just call them stars. So it did G and a bunch of stars. And like if I say fuck, it goes, it goes F star, star, star. Or shit, it goes S star, star, star. So someone over at Google Android has gone into their update thing and said, okay, now gangbangers is a racist thing to say. And it was kind of interesting because gang banger, it would just give me two words. It'd be like gang space banger. But if you said gang bangers, then that is, that's racist. But anyway, so it's kind of interesting what's going on with Netflix. You know, are they, I don't know if they're getting anti-woke. I'm sure all the high up people are woke as hell. But they, it may be for money reasons, they're becoming a little bit, they're becoming less woke. I don't know if they're anti-woke, but they're becoming less woke. And hell, maybe they're becoming anti-woke. Alright, I can't think of anything else not shooting related, so let's talk about the shootings. There's a story now coming out about the Buffalo shooting. That was the white supremacist who killed 10 black people at a supermarket. Well, one of the one of his online friends, he was, you know, he was an online kind of white supremacist who, whatever. He was on the internet talking about white supremacy stuff. And so one of his, in quotes, friends that he was tight with was a retired FBI agent. And this is all brand new information, I think, this morning or last night. So we'll just have to wait and see what he happens on that. But it makes me think of the Governor Whitmer plot. So uh, Governor Whitmer was the governor of uh, Michigan. And some white supremacist militia people were going to kidnap her and kill her or something. And I think a couple of them like pleaded guilty for turning state's evidence on the other guys. 
And the other guy's like, let's take this to court. And they didn't get convicted. I think it was a hung a hung jury. Oh, so I think, oh, some of them, some of them were they were they were, uh, they got not guilty, and some of them got hung jury. And the reason why is because basically the FBI, look, you know, I don't know for sure, but it looks like the FBI entrapped them. Basically, the FBI is like going online, finding some crazy people, and getting them to become like white supremacists who want to go out and commit crazy violent acts. And so I don't know if this Buffalo Buffalo shooter is going to turn out to be anything like that at all, but just the, the crazy thought I had was like, you know, we're, we're all looking for a solution. How do we stop these mass shooters? And it may turn out that one way to stop these mass shooters is the FBI needs to stop going online and riling them up to the point that they go out and commit a shooting. And I think, you know, if that, if, if, Probably isn't the case, but if that is the case, then that's a pretty, that's a pretty easy thing to implement. I think Joe Biden could tell the FBI, "Hey, stop riling those people up and making them go commit shootings." Or probably tell them that in one email, and then boom, they'd stop doing it. So that just something to keep an eye on. And then the school shooting, it's turning out that like everything that they, the cops told everyone about the situation on the first day was false. They're like the shooter meta officer and they exchanged fire and then the shooter went into the school and like none of that was true there was no there was no um law enforcement there when the shooter got there and the shooter just went in and then over an hour i guess it took him over an hour like the shooter was in the school and the cops were outside the school and it took over an hour for them the cops to go in i guess and kill the shooter you know and it's not clear like with these cops being cowards or maybe that was the correct strategy like you know you think of like movies there's a lot of movies where like some some villain will take a bunch of people hostage but he hasn't shot them yet you know and then and the cops will like talk to him try and talk him down try and get him out there peacefully but on the other hand if a shooter goes in and kills people then you're not supposed to try and do hostage negotiation at that point you're supposed to just bust in there this person's already killing people you're supposed to bust in you know, and try and kill him and risk your life. You might get killed yourself. And so I think, whatever, this thing, it sounds like it's going to be somewhere on that continuum of what they thought they were doing. Maybe people will get fired. I don't know, but I found a, I found a interview with a girl who was in the classroom. And basically, listening to the cops talk about what they did, I don't find that interesting. But listening to this girl is some pretty damn interesting stuff. So I think I just, I'll just read some of that. So this is from CNN. Uh, the headline is, She smeared blood on herself and played dead. 11-year-old reveals chilling details of the massacre. An 11-year-old survivor of the Robb Elementary School massacre in Uvalde, Texas, feared the gunman would come back for her, so she smeared herself in her friend's blood and played dead. Mia Cerillo spoke exclusively to CNN about her horrific experience that day inside the classroom where the mass shooting took place that killed 19 of her classmates and two of her teachers. Mia said she and her classmates were watching the movie Lilo and Stitch in a classroom shared by two teachers. The students were finished with their lessons when the teachers got word that there was a shooter in the building. One teacher went to lock the door, but Mia says the shooter was already right there and shot out the window in the door. 
She described it all happening so fast. Her teacher backed into the classroom, and the gunmen followed. She told CNN he made eye contact with one of the teachers, said, good night, and then shot her. He opened fire, shooting the other teacher and many of Mia's friends. She said bullets flew by her and fragments hit her shoulders and head. The girl was later treated at the hospital and released with fragment wounds. She described to CNN that clumps of her hair were falling out now. Mia said after shooting students in her class, the gunman went through a door into an adjoining classroom. She heard screams and the sound of shots in that classroom. After the shots stopped, though, she says the shooter started playing loud music. Sad music, she said. The girl and a friend managed to get her dead teacher's phone and call 911 for help. She said she told a dispatcher, Please come, we're in trouble. Mia said she was scared the gunman, gunman would return to her classroom to kill her and a few other surviving friends. So she dipped her hands in the blood of a classmate who laid next to her, already dead, and then smeared the blood all over herself to play dead. Mia said it felt like three hours that she lay there, covered in her classmates' blood, with her friends. She told CNN she assumed at that point the police hadn't arrived on the scene yet. She said afterward she overheard talk of police waiting outside the school. As she recounted this part of the story to CNN, she started crying. Well, anyways, the story goes on from there about how messed up this girl is. Uh, you can you can easily imagine how much that messed her up. Uh, it's sad, sad story. All right, so I decided to look up what kills kids in America. And obviously, kids die a lot less than adults. I mean, uh, most, most of the people who die in America are old people, they get too old. But I'm just gonna, we're just gonna go through some stats. So I'm gonna tell you from the, the things that kills kids the most to, I don't know, this is the top 10, I guess. So the number one thing that kills kids, and this is just, just in the last few years, but it's guns. And then after number two is motor, motor vehicle crashes. Number three is drug overdoses. Then you got malignant neoplasm, I think that's cancer, suffocation, congenital anomalies, so whatever, birth defects, drowning, heart disease, fire or burns, and chronic respiratory disease. So the interesting thing about this is that like 10 years ago, car crashes killed kids way more than anything else, way, way, way more than anything else. But now, just recently, guns have passed that up. And I was looking that up. It's something called, I think it's called Latch, L-A-T-C-H, or Latch or Hitch. And it's a, it's a system from like maybe 2000, yeah, it started in 2002. So in 2002, every new car has to have something for the car seat. You know, like you got to put the kid, like babies or whatever, small kids, in the back seat, maybe facing backwards. And it used to be the car seat was just held in by the seat belt, but then they built these like little metal clips that you can really lock in your car seat. And so like right there, they, it, cut, it cut that stuff in half from 2002 to 2000, well, to, to, till today, the number of kids dying in car accidents is way, way down. So I guess if you got a kid 
in a car seat. I'm sure you're already doing that stuff, but you know, if you got an old car, maybe you should get a new car. There you go. And when I say kids, this is from the age of one to 20, I think, or 19, one to 19. So this is not including infants. It's probably, probably something else for them. But it is including late teenagers. And I went and looked this stuff up by race. It's like young black, whatever. Ages 1 to 19, black kids die twice as much as white kids, for instance. You know, Asians less, Hispanics less also. Less than whites. And so I think a lot of this stuff, like basically, you know, if someone's dying of cancer, like that's your little kids. But if someone's dying from a gun, you know, not this, this, this recent shooting notwithstanding, that's going to be, you know, 17-year-olds getting into gang-banging um, shootouts. Or maybe 17-year-old... 17-year-old girls walking with their 20-year-old boyfriend and getting both of them getting killed in a drive-by or whatever. But you get the idea. So I guess what I would say, if you got a kid, you know, if, if, if your kid is a black teenager, then what you need to worry about is guns. And if your kid is a kid of any race, then what you need to do is make sure you have a car built after 2002. And, you know, the rest of it is, like, cancer. There's nothing you can do. If your kid gets cancer, that's terrible, and you're probably effed. So, there's, you know, there you go. Anyways, I just told you. I told you the two things you can possibly do to keep your kids alive. And possibly give them a hug. But then they're going to be like, why are you hugging me so much? You're freaking me out. Just read an article. says the, uh, the local police chief thought that it was a hostage situation when it was an active shooter situation. And so he told everyone to wait. We got to get the keys to the door. And maybe, I mean, I think all this stuff could change. But anyways, then eventually the Border Patrol people are like, screw this, and went in. Twitter handle, at Anti-Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening. Squirrel!